I truly think there's not just genre, genre, pop, country. I feel like everything is kind of, you know, blending into each other. And I think that's what's super dope. You know, I, I, I was never really a fan when people are like, what's your genre or like, you know, your sound. And it's like, I don't know what I'm feeling. Like, you know, I just feel like, you know, music is based off feeling and emotions. And like, I think it's really cool that we can like, you know, do crossovers and people can collaborate and grow. And, you know, I feel like we're this new generation of being able to do that. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another one of our convos. And today joining us is another very special guest, an artist named Novel. Thank you for joining Hi, us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, um, obviously, you are a singer. You're based in LA as of right now. You're originally mm -hmm. from Canada. And yeah. now we're going to talk about kind of your journey to this point, music you have put out, music that you got in the way, and, you know, just a little bit, everything in between. Yeah. So I'm from a very small prairie town village in Saskatchewan, Canada, which is right above North Dakota. A lot of people are always like, where is Saskatchewan? <laughs> but it's very flat lands, um, you know, a lot of agricultural out there. And yeah, I'm super proud to say I'm Canadian and now living out in here in Los Angeles. All right. So speaking about that, kind of like your background, you, like you said, you grew up in Saskatchewan, Canada, out, out. When you first saw it, I was like, I don't know where that is. I know it's in Canada somewhere, yeah. but like you said, it's north of uh, North Dakota and whatnot. But um, yeah. So what was it like growing up in you know that area? Yeah, so I'm I'm from a village of 495 people. Um, I had like 10 to 14 kids in my class. I had That's one crazy. teacher taught all subjects. I know I was literally like a diamond from a haystack. I joke. Um, yeah, where I'm from, nobody really does arts or music or you had to drive to the big city, which is like at least an hour um, out. So, you know, my my parents would drive me after school to like the bigger city just to take dance classes. And yeah, it was very like, you know, farmer community. Everybody knew everybody, which I you know, I, that's all I grew up knowing. And I I really actually love it um, going back home. You know, I'm obviously very grounded and stuff, but it was quite the journey, you know, um, eventually, you know, coming out to Los Angeles and following my dreams. And yeah, I mean, I loved it. So growing up such a small kind of town, like, did you kind of feel that yourself when you were growing up or you just kind of like, this is just normal. It, it is what it is. You know, I always grew up, I felt a little bit different. Um, you know, I got bullied a little bit, you know, because I was more artsy as a kid. I was, super entertaining. I always want to entertain people. Um, and I guess that's where my love for music and grew up and I get lost, you know, in my bedroom listening, you know, to Britney Spears, Cher, you know, the Spice Girls, Aqua. And I just had such a big vision of what I wanted um, for my life. So, you know, I always gravitated toward music and, you know, I started writing and, you know, recording. When I was like little, just writing in journals and stuff like that. And Eventually, I started, you know, flying out to Toronto when I was in high school and finding a vocal coach out there. And, you know, that really opened up my mind, you know, to obviously to music, producers, songwriters. And when I decided to graduate high school, I was like, I'm going to go to L.A. And I pretty much packed up my bags and I've been out here in L.A. ever since. OK, that's cool. And um, did you grow up in one of those places where it's like elementary, middle school, high school, like all in one? Yeah, we had like just one school. <laughs> 
Literally, you could walk from one side of school to the other and you'd be from like elementary to middle school to high school. <laughs> that's that's wild. I, yeah. I can't even imagine that. I think like you said 490 was how many people were like. Yeah. And, yeah. And literally there's like little towns, like 30, 40 minutes from each other. Um, yeah. yeah. That's wild. 490. I don't even think that's like half my graduating class. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's um, not even it down. So, I mean, like you said, you're like this artistic, creative person from such a small little area. Like, what does somebody do that's like has all these outside interests creatively do to like keep yourself busy, keep yourself entertained? Like I had a, I guess I had a big imagination. Um, you know, I had entertained myself a lot. You know, I'd be outside, you know doing things, creating visuals. Um, but yeah, when I was three, um, my parents obviously put me in dance. So I've been in dance since I was three ballet, tap jazz, lyrical hip hop. So my mom would, you know, drive me after school and I would be able to like do dance right away after school. And then from there, you know, I became the anthem singer for my brother's hockey teams. And then at age 10, I auditioned for this massive Canadian televised, um, thing called tail miracle where they raise money for, you know, cancer um, patients and stuff like that. And it, they bring in huge artists from all over and they audition one local artist. And I luckily got the part and I was 10 years old. I performed Suds in the Bucket by Sarah Evans. Um, Gloria Lauren Robin Thicke's mom was the host and everyone was coming up to my parents and being like, wow, she's got a gift. Like I had a, such a massive voice for a little 10 year old. Um, so they're like, if she really loves doing this, you guys should help try to figure out an outlet for her to like, you know, pursue this dream. So my parents instantly was like, I think my dad was like Googling vocal coaches and, you know, just, just trying to find ways. And I think that's how I ended up going to Toronto. Um, so yeah, I, from like middle school to high school, I was flying to Toronto, like once a month, just trying to, you know, meet producers, songwriters. Um, so it's always been a dream of mine. Um, and I've been doing it since then. Where this um, love for like music come from? Was this something that was kind of passed down to you from your parents or like where, where did this originate from? Yeah, you know, actually, my parents don't like nobody in my family does music. Um, I think my grandpa had like a band, but everything wasn't like super like, oh, my dad's an artist or my mom's a songwriter. I mean, everyone in my family is super creative, um, but deep down the lines, um, uh, through the Hey Bears, actually, I'm related to Celine Dion. So okay. I don't know if somewhere down the line, I got like a gene of some sort. Um, but yeah, I mean, no one in my family can hold a tune, um, but they're super creative in their own ways. Um, but yeah, I think I, it was just honestly a gift from God. And I wanted to use this gift and, you know, follow my passion. So what were some of the artists, musician songs out there that like when you were younger that like you were really drawn to? Yeah, where I'm from, you know, obviously country music is really big. So I grew up loving Shania Twain, Faith Hill, but I also loved like Britney Spears. Cher was a huge inspiration. I loved her costumes and how theatrical she was. Loved the Spice Girls, you know, Aqua. Um, I always gravitated towards the entertainer artists because um, I obviously loved entertain. I was like, that's a little boppy kid. And I think that's where my energy comes from. Um so, yeah, those are some of the artists that I just grew up loving and just thinking they had such great visions um, of their artistry. Do you remember like any moment or like any listen to any song or sing a video that was like, that's what I want to do for my life? 
Yeah, I actually went to a Cher concert and I think I was like six years old and I went, I saw Cher and she was like performing Believe. And I just remember seeing her on stage and being like, oh my God, I want to, I want to be this. Like I just felt it in my body. And yeah, ever since then, I just had this vision and this goal and I just kept being persistent and I followed my dreams. Okay. So I kind of like looked up Sasquatch one a little bit because I was like, I have no <laughs> idea about this area of the world at all. So I didn't really yeah. find too much, but like, who are some of the like bigger names that have come out of there? We got a lot of hockey players. Um, okay. Luckily, you know, there's more hockey players, but um, more probably Calgary, which is a little bit, um, it's like seven hours, the next province over. Um, Tate McGray is from Calgary. Um, but yeah, you, you know, I'm, I might be the first from Saskatchewan and, you know, I might be really excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> there was only one name that I, I did recognize. It was like an actor, um, Leslie Nielsen. Uh, he's an older mm-hmm. actor, passed away now, but he played in like Naked Gun and Airplane, like these older 80s, 90s movies. So it was the only name yeah. I was like, oh, I know that name. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you moved to LA straight from high school? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. How's your experience been? You know, that's a big, obviously a big change from Saskatchewan to LA and yeah. Even at such a young age, like how's that experience and how, and you know, what have you learned along the way? Yeah. I mean, I loved it. Um, I think the people always ask me that cause they're like, it must've been a huge shock, but I think the biggest shock was actually when I went to Toronto, um, because, you know, obviously I was younger and that was my first time experiencing a massive city. And I actually remember coming on a, upon a parade and it was an LGBT, you know, pride parade and where I'm from, I'm, I've never seen something like that. And I remember seeing the glitz, the glam and people just loving everybody. And I just was like, wow, this is amazing. And I just felt like a love for it. And I, I honestly, it's hard to explain. I always just didn't really feel like I belonged in my small town. Um, I think I've just had such a bigger picture of what I wanted in my life. So moving to this bigger city, I've been super excited and I feel more um, at my own pace being in a city. Um, Obviously, I love going back home because I know I can be a little more calm. It's like more peaceful out there and and stuff like that. But you know, it was, it was a big change, but like, I was super excited about it. And I just felt like I could be around more people, you know, meet more people, be around people that, you know, had the same interests as me. So I just, I just felt an instant belonging. So how was like that when you're like telling people, I want to move to LA or your family, like, you know, being from such a small area, that's, I mean, it's gotta be strange for a lot of people to hear is like, oh, you're going to like this massive city to do music. Like, how was that kind of, when you Told people that this is what you want to do. How's that support? Yeah, you know, I obviously I got bullied a lot. So they're like, oh, she wants to be this singer and, you know, stuff like that. I even had like a couple of teachers pull me aside and being like, you know, you're flying to Toronto a lot. You need to like really focus on your career, like, you know, your studies. And I'm like, I'm going to be an artist one day. And like, you should think about your future. And, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it didn't really matter what I thought. I, I just truly believed in myself. And I think that's all that matters. If you truly believe in yourself and you're persistent, like obviously something is bound to happen. Um, but I didn't let it hold me back, you know, so obviously there's always going to be people that are skeptical of things, but if you believe in yourself and you truly want to be passionate about something, you just got to do it. And that's why I love being a voice from this small town, because I can be like, you know, I came from a village of 495 people and I didn't keep myself in a box. So if I can do it, you can do it. And so I try to be that voice for, you know, people that are like, oh, I can't do it. I don't have this or I'm from the small town or all this. I'm like, 
I, I did it and it's capable of doing anything. <laughs> okay. So do you, I mean, do you have a decent size, you know, following on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and all that. So like, do you have like people from your hometown kind of reaching out to you and be like, Hey, I see what you're doing. Like, that's really cool. Yeah, actually, I, they're probably, you know, one of my top, you know, support systems now it's, it's quite funny. Like, uh, you know, they play my music out on our local radio stations, really? you know, oh, that's cool. Canada. <laughs> I just did a, you know, a TV interview from back home, you know, they're super proud and supportive. Um, but it's always funny how you almost have to prove yourself as an artist yeah. before people are like, oh, okay, she's legit or like yeah. Yeah, yeah. something. But, uh, you know, I get local support. Um, I have my next show is actually in Canada, in Calgary, about seven hours um, from my local town. And you know, they're already supporting it. And, you know, I have a bunch of fans that are always messaging me being like, I support your music, you know, you're amazing. And, you know, I'm getting great feedback. Um, and it's funny, even just to see some of those people that used to bully me, following me <laughs> now, but, you know, I'm sure everyone's matured and gotten older and yeah, you would stuff hope like so. that. But yeah, we all grow up a little bit, but, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's super grateful to have, you know, my local community. So super supportive. That's cool. So what was kind of like your experience? When was the first time you hit the stage first as a musician? And like, how was that experience? Uh, yeah, I mean, I obviously I've been on a stage since I was three with dancing, but like my first um, actual performance that was mine um, was actually here in L.A. Um, and yeah, it was super fun. Actually, Will I Am was there, which was really, oh, okay. really dope to, to vote, vision that. Um, as they were like the first kind of guys I got in the studio with and the producers. So getting their support was super cool. Um, but I've always had since like a love for being on stage. Like, I feel like that's the most me probably because I've been doing it such a young age. So as soon as I'm on stage, you know, entertaining, being theatrical, you know, exploring my music, um, I feel more at home, but yeah, it, it was super amazing. And I just remember getting such positive feedback and energy. Obviously I've grown you know, a lot as an artist, finding, you know, being more confident in myself and my artistry, um, you learn a lot and yeah. yeah. Okay. And speaking about your music, obviously you have, um, you've put out uh, quite a number of singles over the past years and especially recently. So how's kind of the yeah. response been to the songs that you've been putting out? Yeah. You know, so far I've been getting amazing support, um, especially from the LGBT community. You know, they live and love my music, which is amazing. I love so much, but yeah, I'm really excited. You know, I've truly have found my sound and my energies and like, you know, my performances. So I've just been dropping singles by singles and just trying to like keep the flow going. And I'm really excited for this next single big and rich, um, to see what everybody thinks about it. Okay. And how would you kind of describe your sound for somebody who maybe doesn't know your songs or know your music? Yeah. I mean, there's one word, probably sassy energy fun. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I guess if you were, if you're meaning comparison to an artist, I've, I've been told a lot of times kind of like a fresh Gwen Stefani, Nicki Minaj, Kesha, um, style. So, yeah. Okay. I could definitely hear like some Kesha influences for sure. Like, so yeah. just some similarities. <laughs> so when it comes to like, making your music, what is your kind of your creative process and how do you like handle songwriting? It's different each time, you know, uh, sometimes I'll be in the grocery store and like something will come to me and I'll just be like writing something down. Um, but usually I, I'll set up sessions and I'll be going in there and I just go off like what I'm feeling like, um, we'll start with, you know, basic production. Um, and then we'll work on that and then I'll just instantly start writing 
to it. So every time it's different, but as soon as I get the bass layer laid down with the lyrics, you know, I go in with my fun ad libs and I think that's where the sassy funness comes out, which makes it different. I try to sing with my voice more in different ways, more unique, um, just to really make that novel statement. Um, but yeah, it, it's a fun process. I always make sure the studio is fun and like energy and everyone's having a great time. I'm definitely like a day artist. I'm not a night artist. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I love my sleep. I'm like that weird art artist. I've been like this since I was a kid. I'm like 11 PM. I'm just like tired. So I, I like to like, ha- and I have the most energy during the day. So I'm like, let's start our sessions at one. Uh, okay. so a day art. <laughs> You're not like a 4 a.m., 5 a.m. type recorder, you know? No, not unless you want like some late night vibe. <laughs> but like, no, if I'm, if you're like wanting the fun sass, I need like energy. And so that's always in the morning. <laughs> okay. I mean, most people, especially like nowadays, aren't familiar with recording like during the day. Yeah. Um, so kind of like, who are some of your biggest influences with the music that you're like making right now? Who some of my major influences? Yeah. Um, there's oh, there's so many amazing new artists. Um, you know, I obviously love Doja Cat. She's super super dope um, artist. You know, she's also like an entertainer. Um, I love Charlie XCX. She's starting to really pop off, and you know, she's been around for a minute. But mm-hmm. I'd love to tour with her. I think we'd be a great combo. But, you know, there, there's so many amazing artists and I feel like nowadays there's so many mixed genres as well. So and I think that's like really cool. And that's kind of what I'm doing with Big and Rich, you know, combining pop with a little bit of country swag. So I'm excited to see what everyone thinks about it. OK. And are some like the lessons you've learned since the first music that you were creating and putting out to like now, like how's that evolution been? Yeah, I mean, there's been things I've done where I'm like, that worked out or that didn't work out. But, you know, all I've learned is like literally is consistency, especially being an independent. Just keep releasing music and don't hold on to music, um, you know, because music's always changing. You're always changing. You're always growing. Um, so I've learned to like not hold on to music just to drop it and mm. <laughs> move on to the next one. Because if you hold on to a single thinking like this is the hit, and then you drop it and it's not what you think you're like, Oh, you can like really get down. So I think just being consistent with music is I, what I've learned a lot. Um, yeah. And just, you know, putting your all into everything and just move on to the next one. And, you know, I think just over time, things really start rolling as independently and yeah, you just got to keep going. That's what I've learned. You just got to keep going. And obviously social media is like such a huge part of, being an artist and a musician these days, like, how do you kind of handle that? Was that a natural thing for you to kind of do, or did you have to like learn or are you still like learning how to, how to make it more like secondary for you? Yeah. I've always been like fun social media um, person, probably just cause I'm super girly too. And I just love posting and stuff like that, but I try to be very consistent, you know, trying to at least post one a day. Um, yeah, you know, luckily I've figured out my brand and uh, I just really try to be consistent. Um, I'm kind of newer to the TikTok game, so I'm really trying to like keep up with that, which is yeah. probably, you know, my weakest part right now. Um, but just trying to keep up, you know, being social media while also trying to be an artist is just like a lot sometimes. And I do everything on my own, but I'm also super grateful for it because it keeps me connected with my fans and people to see like, you know, what I'm up to and stuff like that. 
So I try to be super con- consistent with it. And, you know, I love, I love sharing my life and like seeing what other people are up to or like what my fans are up to. And I'm always checking my DMs and trying to like talk to my fans. So I really love social media. I think it's a great, great outlet to have, especially being independent. Okay. And um, you were speaking about Brigham Rich, which is coming out, I think the 26th, I believe. Yes. Okay. 26th, new single on the way. Um, you mentioned how it is like kind of a blend between like, pop and country and like all these other genres. How did that come about? Yeah, I was just in the studio. I had, you know, I'm finalizing my EP, which is like a little more dance pop driven. And uh, I was in the session and I was just talking about my upbringing and I had my co-writer friend in there, Monroe. She's also Canadian. And I just started talking about how, you know, I grew up listening to country music, Shania Twain, all these things. And I was just like, we should do like a kind of a country swag version, you know? And there, you know, my producer picked up this guitar and started just kind of doing this little country, you know, guitar riff. And I was instantly, we came up with this hook, um, Big and Rich, and kind of making homage to the country band, Big and Rich. And, you know, I love Lil Nas X, Old Town Road, you know, and I was like, how could we, you know, make this? And there's not really a female person that has done this. And we just kind of went with it. And then I've actually had that record um, since last year. And uh, I kind of forgot about it, to be honest. And it wasn't until I was like at home at Christmas time, I was playing my family, all my music. And everyone kept being like, can you play Big and Rich again? Can you play Big Rich again? And I was like, I haven't even finished this song. It was like a demo version. So I hit up my producers. I'm like, after the new year, I'm coming in January, finishing this track and boom, finished the track and shot the visuals. And it's my next single. (laughs) Okay. And I was going to say like, um, obviously like this country crossover between like hip hop and pop and like country is like becoming, I think more of a common thing among artists, especially like you've had always had like country artists kind of crossing over into pop and whatnot, but now you're kind of getting like these R and B rap pop artists kind of crossing back the other way. And yeah. now she's like artists like Lil Nas X, like you mentioned, uh, 2C just has a new song. And I, and we just talked to another artist called rumor who has like, obviously a big, uh, country crossover as well. Is that kind of where you see like the future of music kind of becoming more and more is like this more general, just blending of genres? Yeah, I truly think that I, I truly think there's not just genre, genre, pop country. I feel like everything is kind of, you know, blending into each other. And I think that's what's super dope. You know, I, I, I was never really a fan when people like, what's your genre or like, you know, your sound. And it's like, I don't know what I'm feeling like, you know, I just feel like, you know, music is based off feeling and emotions. And like, I think it's really cool that we can like, you know, do crossovers and people can collaborate and grow. And, you know, I feel like we're this new generation of being able to do that. And, you know, obviously there's people that don't like that. But also, I think that's what makes a single cool because, Hmm. you know, there's people talking about it, whether it be positive or negative, you know, people are going to like boost it. You know, you have a good record if people are kind of hating it on it as well. So this is true. I mean, this is definitely another strategy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I guess like. You already have like, you know, a bunch of singles out. You have some songs and you, you have some pretty good numbers on it. Like, what do you what would you kind of think? would be the next thing to take you to like that next level as an artist and, and getting that kind of recognition from people. Um, that's a hard question because mm. I feel like there is no right or wrong way. Some people it's like, Oh, TikTok bought me up or, Oh, this performance did it. 
Um, I think it's just consistency. Um, you, I start seeing what a record works and what people start liking. And I feel like you should just keep on with that. Um, I posted this song on TikTok um, just to see, and it's already getting massive views of people loving it, people being confused about it, people being like, is this the new Old Town Road? Um, and it's getting mad engagement. So I'm seeing this is working. So I'm like, should I do another country slight single? You know, um, it gets my mind going. But in the end, I'm always going to be true to my to me, which is novel, which is like boppy fun, you know, um, lyrics. So I think, you know, that there is I don't know. I'm just going to mm. keep going. You know, I'm going to keep performing. I'm going to keep releasing and, you know, building fans. Um it's the fans that are going to really push me. Okay. So what is the future for novel? Like more tours, shows, album. You said you have an EP on the way. Like, so what was yeah. kind of future looking for you? Yeah. So I have a show next week. Um, and then I have obviously another show in May in Canada. Um, so obviously I'm always, um, performing, uh, lining up my next singles, uh, getting the release ready, shooting visuals, videos. Um, yeah, so I, I definitely have a bunch of stuff coming up that I'm really excited to uh, share with everybody. Okay. Last question is like, five years, where do you want to see yourself like as an artist? In five years, I would love to see me doing um, world tours. I'd love to tour around, meet my fans. Um, obviously open for, you know, huge artists or collaborate with huge artists obviously I have massive dreams of like Grammys and, you know, all these mm. like massive things, but I try to keep my goals, not, you know, kind of minimal because that's where I can get, you know, too far ahead, but definitely want to be like, you know, maybe sign a major, you know, once I have a huge fan base behind me touring, releasing music, music on the radio. I mean, that's everyone's dream. Um, yeah. I think that the major one would be touring around the world and getting massive, you know, novelties, supporting my music. Okay. And if there's like one major artist that you could tour with, who would that be? Lady Gaga. Okay. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. She puts on an amazing show. Art, so yeah. Art pop Lady Gaga. Art pop Lady Gaga. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Big and Rich out April 26th. Bye. Big and Rich. You know, I've heard it. Great yeah, song. It. Go pre-save yeah. it. Link. <laughs> Definitely go run those up. Um, go follow her on all of her socials. We'll have those down below where if you guys are watching or listening to this. And uh, yeah, thank you for, for joining us to talk to us and looking forward to see what else you put out. Thanks for having me. <laughs>